0: Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine Radio Show, the show that proves for every nut in the world there is a perfect screw to fit it. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit, here's your host, Brian Levine. I'm back and welcome 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 it is the pipes magazine radio show the sometimes irreverent sometimes educational but always entertaining weekly broadcast dedicated to all of us pipe smokers all around the world i am back at home in the friendly confines of the smoke-filled recording studio built here at my office just outside of charlotte north carolina back in the humidity been a week since i've been home I must be getting old because it took me about four or five days to really get caught up and start feeling like I'm uh, back to normal again. But hey, anyway, fun show tonight. Tonight, we're going back to the School's Out for summer, s- summer series. My guest is the president of the Order of Collegiate Pipe Smokers. His name is Scott Byers. We'll talk to him in uh, Pipe Parts. I'm going to get into the size of your bowls. Don't start thinking that. No, 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 no. The Some special dimensions that I look for in the bowls of all the pipes that I, that I buy. Some stuff that I found that works for me. We'll have a, a mailbag. Uh, more of Rick Newcomb instead of some music. So we'll have that. And at the end of the show, got the usual rant. So... Anyway, I'm back from Las Vegas. I do have to say I smoked, uh, I got two cigars that I want to recommend to you that were notable from the uh, trade show. Got a chance to smoke about four or five new cigars. I got two in particular that I think you'll like. Uh, Teyamo's New Revolution. It's a box-pressed, kind of an interesting smoke. Got to spend some time with the Torrent family from Mexico. They're really proud of this cigar, and rightfully so, uh, Beautiful cigar, well made, lots of flavor, and my friend Christian Arroyo, former uh, maker of Camacho Cigars, now making cigars under the CLE brand, his initials, he's got an Arroyo cigar, he gave me a Robusto, it comes wrapped in tissue, so it looked like a little golden nugget, once I unwrapped this uh, five and a half inch Robusto, I'll tell you it smoked for about an hour and a half, it was the longest smoking cigar I think I've ever smoked of that size, so... Anyway, enough about cigars. Let's get the show going. Everybody sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you to Sutliff Tobacco Company. Here we go.
1: does anything beat relaxing on the patio or playing 18 holes with a fine cigar during the summertime kathy of cup of joe's has the place for you queensberry cigar and pipe enjoy their cigar lounge with three large screen tvs or a patio to soak in the rays you have to check out their beautiful cedar lined walk-in humidor and their huge selection of pipes to choose from they even have fast delivery for those of you that are out of the area queensberry cigar and pipe route 9 queensberry on facebook under cup of joe's cigars and pipes and the web at cupojoes.com I'm not just a pipe smoker. I'm a Miersham pipe smoker. All of my pipes come from MiershamStore.com. They've been in business for 50 years, and I can trust that there will be no hassles. Orders are processed and shipped fast, and they have every shape you can imagine, including Calabash, Claws, Dragons, Horror, even a sexy series. MiershamStore.com, the most trusted Miersham store for 50 years.
0: Welcome back in just a few minutes. Scott Byers will be on the phone. Glad to be back home. Glad to be rested up and uh, glad to be ready to go with our uh, regular Thursday night editions. now for a while here. So, all right. Uh, measurement of the bowl area. There's a couple of measurements on the bowl that are important to me. One of the things that I want is I want a tobacco chamber that's at least three quarters of an inch, uh, 0.75 inches I can cheat it down a little bit, but I want to be able to get my finger in the bowl comfortably. We were talking about how, uh, how pipe buyers like to walk, walk around the smoke shop and stick their finger in the bowl and make sure their finger fits. And that was, uh, that was one of the discussions that we had on the uh, trade show floor. But there's another measurement that's even more important to me. And this kind of leans back towards uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the Dublin shape. I like a pipe that has at least a quarter inch of wood all the way around the tobacco chamber. I find that by having at least a quarter inch of wood all the way around the tobacco chamber, it helps dissipate the heat. It helps the pipe itself handle the heat of the bowl going. I also like a pipe that has at least a tobacco chamber that's at least one and a quarter inches tall. So here's how, you, here's how you tell, especially if you're buying a pipe online. The tobacco chamber measurement, we'll just use uh, 0.75 inches as an example. I want a pipe that's got an outside diameter of at least 1.25 inches. The outside measurement, the widest point of the bowl should be at least 1.25. Now if I'm looking at a bulldog or a brandy or a more, you know, a more curvy shape, I want that outside measurement to be about uh, one and a half inches because I want to make sure that it's got enough wood up towards the top and towards the bottom. And again, this is where I got into where I started thinking about this with the Dublin shape because the Dublin gets very narrow down at the bottom of the bowl. If the pipe maker didn't bring the bowl in in the bottom, you can start running into some thin spots down there. And I've noticed on a couple of my pipes that It gets a little thin down towards the bottom of the bowl, and that starts to get heated up. Uh, So anyway, going back to this, if I'm looking at a pipe that's got a 0.75 inch uh, tobacco chamber, I want it to be an inch and a half deep. That's a good average group size, uh, you know, group four size bowl. I want the outside diameter or the the widest point of the bowl. I want it to be on a billiard. I want it to be 1.25 on a stylized shape. One and a half inches is perfect for me. That way I know there's enough meat around there. I think if you look at your collections, look at the pipes that you smoke, you'll find that the pipes that smoke the best for you are the ones that have a good amount of wood on the bowl, but not too much, no thin spots, not too little. Take a look at your collection. Tell me what you think. See if that works for you. I also want to make sure that I've got enough room in the bowl to smoke it, get it going. Uh, You want some length to it, as we talked about with uh, with the shanks. All of this depends on your personal smoking style as well, so keep in mind, I tend to be a puffer. I tend to get the pipe going and like to puff a lot, except if I'm working when I have to set it down for a little bit, but I like to... I like to puff and when you when you get that pipe puffing and get it going you want the meat of that bowl out there. You also want to make sure that the pipe's not too heavy for you. So if there's too much wood hanging out there the pipe will be heavy. It'll take it uh, it'll be less comfortable for you. So anyway, also I want you to keep in mind that when we talked about bowl diameter, the wider the bowl, the more uh, the more balanced the flavor, the more mellow it's going to be because the less concentrated burn area it's going to be. So if you're starting to look at a uh, pot-shaped bowl and you got a one-inch tobacco chamber, you want that outside to be at least one and a half inches. That's going to change the flavor in the way your pipe works. The taller bowls. I'm not real comfortable with a pipe that gets over uh, two inches tall because I find that as the smoke goes down, it starts to filter it more and more. So those are my thoughts on bowl size. Please let me know what you think. Let me know if you found anything different. I think if you take a look at your pipes, I think, and and you keep that, you look for the ones that have a quarter inch of bowl wood all the way around them. I think you find out that those are some of your uh, smoother smoking pipes. So, all right. Let's get this thing rolling along. We'll get Scott Byers out here in a minute, and then uh, got a fairly good-sized mailbag to get caught up on things since I was gone, so we'll be back in just a minute.
1: This is Internet Radio. I'm Mark from Ohio, and I've tried so many tobaccos, but I just still can't find something that is just magical, a tobacco that I can fall in love with. I mean, I've tried reading reviews online and participating in forum discussions only to get burned. When I was about to give up, I discovered this amazing matching system for finding my perfect blend at sutlifftobacco.com. That's how I found my perfect blend, and I just love it.
2: Finding the right tobacco doesn't have to be hard. There are lots of tobaccos waiting for you to fall in love with them. Finding that special tobacco shouldn't be left up to chance. Experience the magic of compatibility with our patented Perfect Match System. Try it at SutliffTobacco.com. Go to SutliffTobacco.com right now and find your perfect blend.
1: There's nothing quite like fishing at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe. An American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com.
0: Joining me on the Pipes Magazine radio show, one of the uh, young guns of pipe smokers out there now, from the Order of Collegiate Pipe Smokers, the president of the Order, Scott Byers. Scott, welcome to the show.
3: Hi, Brian. Thanks for having me on. So tell me, all right, where, where are you? Tell us where you're from. Where did you grow up? I've been in Michigan all my life. I grew up in uh, downstate Michigan, a suburb of Detroit. Now I'm in uh, central Michigan, um, in Mount Pleasant, near Central Michigan University.
0: And when did you start smoking a pipe?
3: Well, I started smoking cigars first, five or six years ago. And then about three years ago, I met some other young guys who smoked pipes and they got me into it. I've been hooked ever since.
0: So were you in college at the time, or had you graduated
3: already? Uh, Contrary to what you may think, judging by the name of my pipe club, uh, I have never been in college.
0: Hey, you're going to the School of Hard Knocks. Exactly. So, the Order of collegiate, Collegiate Pipe Smokers. Can you give us a little history of the pipe club?
3: Okay, well started a couple years ago before I was a member started in about 2009 I believe uh, by these guys Dan and Andy they were the first two who came up with the idea and they, would, they just started smoking pipes together and they got jobs working at our local tobacco store and they asked one of the guys who worked there about starting a pipe club because they knew that what, what they would call the old guys had a pipe club, and they were interested in maybe starting one for younger people. And the advice they received was, yeah, you could try it. People have tried it before, um, but it never lasts more than six months. So they said, okay, well, let's try it anyway. So they did, and what are we now, four years later, still going strong.
0: So Give us an idea of what happens at a, uh, at
3: a club meeting. That would depend on what kind of meeting, first of all. We have, we meet once a week. Every other week is a business meeting where we go over club business, funds, what we're going to do with our money, what events we're going to do. We talk about uh, just stuff that's going on in our lives that's related to pipes, and it's kind of more formal. But then on the weeks in between, we have what's called just a BS meeting where we don't do anything official. We just hang out. Smoke pipes, play cards, talk, do whatever we want. Now, would, enjoy camaraderie and then go home.
0: Would uh, Would somebody bring some new tobacco to try and pass it around at a meeting? Sure, that happens. And I'm going to guess that whatever new pipe somebody got, they're going to want to bring it to the meeting and show it to everybody.
3: Yeah one of the One of the things we do during our business meetings is we just call it pipe of the week, even though it's two weeks apart. Gotta change that. Uh, anyone who has acquired a new pipe is welcome to bring it, talk about it, pass it around if they want to. Um, just show us what they've, what they've got.
0: All right, I'm in the business. What kind of pipes get you get, gets the club excited?
3: Mm-hmm. Well, everyone has their own tastes, obviously, um, but something that I think is pretty common among young pipe smokers. It's we tend to like pipes that are a little more radical in design, so there's not a lot of your standard bent billiards showing up. You know, our members like the the wild freehands, things like that.
0: So a little much less, much less traditional shapes and more interesting, uh, more interesting design and color and form. Right. And what kind of are all kinds of tobaccos being brought to the meetings or aromatics english virginias everything
3: Well um, pretty much yeah we have me myself i love anything with strong latakia in it we have a couple guys who love aromatics That's almost all they smoke some people love the virginias we have very broad tastes
0: All right so the way i met you guys was at the Chicago pipe show and right. you guys all had your own you had your your uh, club shirts on how many of you guys were at the show this year i believe
3: seven of us seven or eight
0: and there was a handful from uh their last
3: year as well right yeah we had some returning members it was my first show but we had some people that had been there before
0: from a first time to the chicago pipe show perspective what'd you think
3: The first word that pops into my mind when you ask the question is overwhelming. Um, Everyone talks about it, about how big it is, how many pipes there are, but it was way more than I ever expected.
0: And what kind of sticks out in your mind? What did you see that got you excited?
3: Um, The thing that got me most excited, actually, had nothing to do with the pipes themselves. Um, The people that I met is what got me excited learning more about the pipe community as a whole, um, just how nice the people are, how tightly knit the group can be, um, how willing the older pipe smokers are to talk to and teach the younger pipe smokers. That's what got me excited more than any pipe I saw.
0: And was that kind of contradictory to what the, when the club started up, the old timers were were the old timers in the smoke shop as welcoming?
3: Um our local ones probably were cuz we kind of we kind of know them on a personal level, but I think that the perception that young people have of older guys who smoke pipes is that they're hard to approach. I can uh... they they've been doing this so long and they know so much about it. Why would they want to talk to me? What do I have to offer them? Yeah, I I
0: can see that. Um, did you uh, did you get a chance to try any of the tobaccos around at the pipe show?
3: Uh, I I acquired quite a bit of tobacco at the show, and I found um, a new favorite tobacco at the show, well, don't... which I'm sure I'll mention later when you ask me a certain set of five questions. Uh huh.
0: Holding out on us. Okay, everybody, you got to hang on till later to hear that one. Uh... <laughs> That's right. Did you buy any pipes?
3: I bought two pipes at the show.
0: And are you going to tell us those now, or do we have to wait till later for one of them?
3: <laughs> I'll tell you those. They're both made by Eric Nording. Uh, he's probably my favorite pipe maker because he makes pipes that are, like I said earlier, kind of radical in design. Yeah. Neat, interesting to look at, quality, but still very reasonably priced. And now, um, so I bought two Nordings. One was brand new, and one was an estate pipe.
0: And have you smoked them both already? Of course. Did you, wait, did you smoke them that day?
3: Uh, Yes. I think that's true for every pipe I've ever bought. I never wait to smoke them.
0: (laughs) Uh, Me too. Me too. Nothing more fun than buying the new pipe and grabbing it and lighting it up and going.
3: Right. I mean, it's not like it's a tin of tobacco. It's not going to age
0: and get better. No, it's it's ready to go. All right, we're going to take a quick break right here. When we come back, we'll find out more about what's going on in the, uh, in the younger world, and uh, maybe we'll get Scott to talk a little bit about what he does in the rest of his time. So we'll be back in just a minute.
4: There's nothing quite like a good book or my genuine Missouri Mearsham corncob pipe. An American legend since 1869, it's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. See for yourself at corncobpipe.com. Thank you for calling SmokingPipes.com. This is Barry. How can I help you? Meet Barry. He's our homegrown, all-American family guy in customer service here at SmokingPipes.com. With 25 years of experience in sales, his dedication to customer service makes Barry pretty handy around here. He's on the phone all day helping customers like you from all over the globe pick out great pipes and pipe tobacco.
2: Ciao, Barry. Tell me about your selection of a Savinelli autograph. Don't you know I saw that list of tobacco you carry online there. Maybe you could help me pick out a good Virginia eh?
4: You see, we hire not only the best people, we hire people who are as passionate about our products as you are. Just ask Barry why he loves his job at SmokingPipes.com. Because I don't just help people choose from our great selection of pipes. I smoke them. Call us at 1-888-366-0345 or check us out online at SmokingPipes.com. We are quality. We are experts. We are Smoking Pipes. .com
0: We are back with Scott. Scott, going back to you were talking about the the people that you met and talked to at the Chicago Pipe Show. Did you get any advice from them that you tried?
3: Um one person told me and at for don't this this piece of advice could seem offensive when you first hear it, but he told me the best thing I could do uh, if I wanted to learn more about pipes in a pipe community was to get away from my group of friends that I went to the show with. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds kind of ridiculous at first, um, but we tend to travel in these groups of people, and if we don't stray out, we don't learn anything. And that was really valuable to go talk to all the other people at the show. So much I would have missed out on if I had never done that.
0: You know, not to not to put my own story in here, but that was actually a lesson that I learned working for Peter Stokeby. Because Peter would tell me when we were out at events like that, he'd say, look, I hang out with you a lot of times. Go, go find some other people to talk to and spread out and, and learn more. And talk more and it's a, it's a sales technique as well. Uh,
3: and I, um, I also learned, sorry to cut you off. Did you have more?
0: No, uh, this is about you. Tell, go ahead.
3: Okay. Uh, I also learned a lot about competition smoking. We have done some local things. Um, grudge matches with other groups. Um, but the Chicago competition was my first major big time real smoking competition. And I was pretty fortunate to sit at a table with a former champion and someone else who's won other competitions. So some people who knew what they were doing, I was just watching them the whole time and I picked up a lot of things that they were doing that the other younger people weren't doing, it became pretty obvious that I had a lot to learn about how to smoke in competitions.
0: So how long did you last?
3: I did terribly. I was like the fifth or sixth person out. I lasted just under 30 minutes.
0: Yeah, but that was your Which first, that really was your first terrible real one. Time, but yeah. yeah. So what was some of their advice? What would you pick up?
3: Well, I can't tell you that. Okay, now. Okay, I'll say one thing. Okay, thanks. I'll say one thing that I learned. One thing I noticed. Um, the two former champions at our table, the rest were younger people like me, the old champions were the last to finish packing their bowls. They spent much more time preparing their tobacco before they packed it than we did. And they beat all of us.
0: Did they spend a lot of time spreading it out on the on the paper and breaking it up and making sure that it was all loose and even? Yes. Okay. i I've seen that before. I can't figure it out.
3: What I'd like to know is what those European guys are doing. Have you seen times for the European, like, world championships?
0: Yeah, three hours.
3: Yeah. I It blows my mind that they can do that.
0: I heard where one guy tries to light one little piece of tobacco only and then tries to move it around the bowl with his tamper as it goes down slowly, and that's how he, he keeps one little ember rolling around in a circle. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's ridiculous I have enough trouble keeping mine lit when it's the whole the whole bowl was on fire uh, was there
0: also a group of Europeans that were all banging on the table at the same time together
3: uh you mean when they tap their tampers and someone goes out yeah yeah <laughs> that was that was going on for sure uh,
0: do you remember what
3: the tobacco was
0: that they used this year
3: uh, what was it I think it was just some kind of Virginia blend. That's about all I know. And how much? How much bad.
0: So the the entry into the contest, the fee was what $40, $45 and you, with that you got a pipe and tobacco and a tamper, correct? Correct. And you got to keep You the, get to keep the pipe obviously. You get to keep the pipe so even if the pipe if, if you enter into a pipe smoking contest and you like the pipe, that's worth it right there. I do want to mention that uh, you own your own business so besides pipe smoking and besides being with the club you do marketing.
3: Yes, I do online marketing.
0: And Online marketing for who?
3: Mostly um, local businesses around my area but I have clients that aren't local Um, I've taken on national clients, I've yet to take on an international client but I'm Looking forward to that challenge
0: when it comes. And for everybody that's listening, it's Geometric
3: Marketing. Uh, do
0: you have a website for the business?
3: Uh, yes, my website is GeometricMarketingLLC.com.
0: So if you own a small business and you need some help online, Scott can help you out, and he knows how to smoke a pipe as well. Absolutely. Let's uh, let let's uh, turn the tables a little bit like I've done with, uh, with one other younger pipe smoker. It's your turn. Ask me anything you want to know.
3: Okay. Well, you've, as I take it, been smoking pipes for quite a while, right? At least compared to what I've been smoking them for. Yeah. Um, so, in your experience, how has the pipe smoking community changed over the years? Are there more younger people now than there were 10 years ago, for instance?
0: It's interesting because we were were talking about that, how uh, I was having a conversation a couple days ago or a week ago that pipe smoking is a very old ritualistic uh, hobby, but it has adapted to the Internet exceptionally well and I guess what I mean by that is even with the uh with the amount of forums and the amount of clubs and the amount of YouTube presenters and then the amount of retailers that are online retailers it's made pipes and pipe tobacco easily available and the information easily available and I and I think because of that we've seen A big increase in younger people because they're internet savvy. Uh, They're not afraid to go to YouTube and look stuff up and find out opinions and watch YouTube videos. And A lot of them know what YouTube is versus somebody who's maybe in their 60s or 70s and is retiring and looking for a hobby. They might go to the local smoke shop and try a pipe but they wouldn't even think about going to YouTube to learn how to pack a pipe or see different opinions. So I think that has helped. And yes, the the answer to your question is yes, there's a lot more younger people. Uh, five, six years ago, if you went to a pipe show like Chicago, I would have been in my late thirties at that point, And I would have been one of the younger people there. Uh, now I've gotten older and the crowd's gotten younger too. So did that answer that?
3: Absolutely. Anything else? Um, are you a member of a pipe club? If so, why or why not?
0: I I was a uh I was a member of the local Charlotte pipe club, but the pipe club fell apart. And uh probably for the first time on the radio show I'll admit that yeah, you know, since I work with pipes, all day long and I do a lot of pipe shows on the weekends sometimes by the end of the day all I really want to do is sa- is actually sit back and smoke my pipe and relax and then that's when the uh, that's when the Disney hobby takes over and the other the other hobbies take over and I spend time on uh, Disney forums and you know looking up stuff like that and keeping keeping track of what's going up going on at Disney World or Disneyland. Uh, I guess technically I'm a member of the Richmond Pipe Club because I go to their show every year and I pay the dues, and I'm a member of the NASPC because I look forward to the newsletter. But uh, I'll be at a pipe... I think the last Pipe Club meeting I went to was the Kansas City Pipe Club, and that's only a a two-and-a-half-hour flight from my house. so. No, I'm not really a member of a regular meeting pipe club. There's not one locally. Uh and if there was I probably would go to it once a month, but it'd also have to fit in around my schedule.
3: Fair enough.
0: Anything else?
3: At least you were honest.
0: Yeah, I'll be that's one thing. I'll be honest. Are there any women in your uh, in your pipe
4: club?
3: Yes, actually. We have let me think. One, two, three, three active email members
0: right now. See and there's another thing that you wouldn't have seen too many years ago at a pipe show. You wouldn't have seen too many women especially young women that are interested in pipe smoking, so and I knew the answer to that when I asked it, but <laughs> I know you did. I was cheating, but don't tell anybody. Alright, let's wrap this up with the fast five final questions and I'm going to jump ahead to the first one. Are you ready?
3: Yep.
0: What's your favorite tobacco?
3: Generally speaking, I like anything that has Latakia in it. But my specific absolute favorite tobacco is Frog Morton Cellar by McClellan. Frog Cellar.
0: Okay, what's your favorite
3: pipe? Oh, My favorite pipe is One of my Norting freehands. And what's your favorite drink? Why is this the hardest question so far? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go with coffee.
0: There you go. My favorite. What's your favorite thing to do while smoking a pipe? Um,
3: Enjoy the company of other pipe smokers.
0: So I'm going to guess that your favorite place to smoke a pipe at is?
3: A pipe club meeting.
0: And with that, we'll wrap it up. Scott, thank you. Keep the club going. It's the Order of Collegiate Pipe Smokers. They do have a Facebook page, although Scott admitted to me before that it's not real active, and it's a closed group because you got to be a member of the club, but you can see what they're doing right. on there. If you,
3: Go ahead. If you do want to contact us, our email address is ocps.cmu at gmail.com. If you have any questions, Just want to tell me how awesome my interview was. It will be greatly appreciated.
0: (laughs) Pat's on the back are advice on how to form your own collegiate pipe club, and maybe someday we'll have a whole network of orders of collegiate pipe smokers at a campus near you. Scott, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for having me. We'll be back in just a minute.
1: Have you ever found one of those magic pipes where anything you smoke in it tastes great? Do you know what makes a pipe magic? It's the wood. All Amadeus pipes are made from Grecian briar and come direct from the Four Generations family owned briar mill. We supply wood to many of the top brand name factories and even to world renowned pipe artisans. Now you can experience our ultra high grade briar at factory direct prices. We're the briar mill and we're the pipe makers. We've got every size, shape, and finish you can imagine at the best prices possible from 50 to 150 and they're worth twice that. Get an Amadeus pipe now. They're magic and affordable. Do you need a reliable source for ordering pipes and tobacco? Do you find it difficult to get your favorite blends outside of the U.S.? 4 stocks all of your favorite pipes and tobaccos and ships all over the world. All forms of payment are accepted and orders are processed the same day. There are no worries when ordering from 4Noggins.com. is your source for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. We ship in the U.S. and international with no worries. 4 for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. This is Internet Radio.
0: Welcome back. You know, you have no idea how exciting it is to talk to somebody young like Scott that's interested and passionate about pipe smoking and uh, really enjoys the hobby and is learning more and more. So, now, one of the people that you can really learn from I got another clip from Rick Newcomb's Still Searching for Pipe Dreams, the audio book. It's available on audible.com. ...at Amazon. Here's another clip for
4: you. Still Searching for Pipe Dreams... ...by Rick Newcomb. Chapter 2. Pipe Thoughts While Traveling in Europe. Introductory Notes. This chapter offers my reflections on pipes... ...in the fall of 2008... ...when my wife Carol and I were traveling through Europe... On both business and vacation, and even with time for a few pipe days in Germany, Denmark, and Ireland. I remember that the world economy looked to be at risk, with stock markets crashing daily by huge percentages in the United States, China, Europe, and every place there was one. When the world is collapsing around you, there is nothing so soothing as one's pipes and pipe reflections. Beginning of chapter two. It is my fervent hope that 200 years from now, pipe smokers will be listening to these words. I say this not with any illusions of literary grandeur, but because of the unique and enduring nature of the subject matter, pipes. Pipe smoking has been practiced in a variety of forms for hundreds of years, but it is being threatened by the worldwide campaign to wipe out all smoking. This makes it even more remarkable that in recent years, there has developed a whole world of pipe enthusiasts who can be found in forums on the internet, at pipe shows and pipe club meetings, searching and bidding on eBay, and in many cases, taking up pipe making, either as a hobby or as a career. I find it fascinating that pipes continue to attract young people, not with the same numbers as in the past, but with an intensity and knowledge never seen before. Pipes are very different from cigars and cigarettes. They have a much more interesting history than either one. They are also different in that their users frequently enjoy them for a lifetime and actually have a relationship, for want of a better word, with their pipes. We collect pipes, clean and polish them, and display them on racks or in cabinets. We get to know them and learn the peculiarities of each one. We associate events and people with them and they provide a wonderful way to remember things past. Each pipe that I own is a unique source of pleasant memories. Over the years, the materials for pipes have changed, beginning with Indians smoking stone pipes many centuries ago. In the 1500s, the clay tobacco pipe was introduced, and since then we have seen smokers attracted to meerschaum, porcelain, corn cob, and other materials for pipes but it is the briar pipe beginning in the 19th century that swept the pipe smoking world. The images of the pipe smoker have changed over the years, from public smoking everywhere to private pipe collecting at home. There has been a dramatic shift from quantity to quality, from a dozen pipe bowls a day to a dozen a month, from mass-produced pipes and tobacco to handmade artisan pipes with specially blended and aged tobaccos, from millions of pipe smokers who took it all for granted to thousands of pipe smokers who are secretly passionate about their pipe collecting. They search the internet for rare finds and eagerly attend pipe shows so they can meet their favorite pipe makers and share their experiences with like-minded individuals from all over the world. These were a few of my thoughts as I attended the European Championship in Pipe Smoking Contest in Wersland, Germany on the weekend of October 4th through 5th, 2008. There were five of us representing the United States. Unfortunately, this was the same weekend as the core pipe show in Richmond, Virginia. I debated whether to attend the pipe show in America or to attend the international show representing America and decided on the latter. I only wish I could have attended both and done a better job representing my country.
0: Again, you can order the full seven-plus-hours audiobook on uh, audible.com at Amazon. you got mail. Speaking of Tom Hanks, just saw the new trailer for the Disney movie coming out at, around Christmas called Saving Mr. Banks, where uh, Tom Hanks plays Walt Disney, and it deals with them uh, doing Mary Poppins. So, anyway, looking forward to that. Uh, in the mailbag while I was gone... Friend of mine, a uh, Gregory Pease, uh, the one and only, says that uh, longer shanks don't do anything for the heat. The longer shank just helps dissipate the uh, moisture and the tars in the pipe in the pipe tobacco. It doesn't do anything as far as cooling down the smoke. And he also mentioned that he doesn't do his uh, three uh, his three step uh, break in method. He doesn't do that all the time. I want to say some hellos and thank yous to folks who have left reviews and ratings for us on iTunes. This one I love in particular. His name is, or her name is, Hello Kitty, Come Get My Wiener. Didn't make that up. It's actually on the iTunes rating and reviews for the Pipes Magazine radio show. Uh, the Professor, 131313, 13, 13, and Some Dumb Jerk. Is that me? No, that's somebody else. All left ratings and reviews recently. Thank you very much. If you do get a chance, go to iTunes and leave a rating or a review for the show. We do appreciate that. Regarding last week's interview with uh, Marcus, yeah, what a passionate guy. And if you saw the video, let me tell you, the guy that I don't want to mess with is the guy in the video that's pushing around all those big, large buckets of uh, of briar blocks man you want to talk about a guy that's got a job that uh, he's he's a big guy but uh, wouldn't want to get into a greek bar fight with him but i do appreciate all the uh, kind comments dino glad you could translate for us john seiler always look forward to your comments and going back to episode 43 with steve Liskey. steve's a great young talent the uh, poetry, yeah, it does take me back to the days of Tom Dunn and all the uh, poetry and pipes just seem to go perfect together. I've got some more of Mike's poetry saved up for future episodes, so there'll be some stuff there. Uh, Balsifer, I'm going to try to get some, uh, would love to get the bladders on and get their perspective on the Canadian market. N.Z. Piper, I'm assuming that's New Zealand Piper. Welcome aboard. Glad you're enjoying the shows. I did want to say about the uh, Bill Cosby bit. Funny thing is, I checked out of the hotel, the, uh, checked out of Treasure Island the morning of the 18th. Bill Cosby was headlining Treasure Island on the 19th. Was thinking about staying for an extra day, but I was just so ready to get home. You have no idea how ready I was to get home. Uh, Let me make some quick comments about the IPCPR trade show. First of all, I didn't get much of a chance to walk around the show. I did get a chance to say hi to uh, Marco from uh, Costello. Marty Pulvers was there. Even uh, Michael Parks, Canadian pipe maker extraordinaire, was there with some Canadian retailers. Uh, Did see a good presence of pipes throughout. There seems like a bit of a fever pitch as far as some new retailers coming in and wanting to... uh, wanting to pick up in stock pipes. Uh, Missouri Mersham was there. Let's see who else. Uh Smoky Joe's the Smoking Jackets. It was their first show there. Didn't get it didn't get a chance to say hello to him wish I could have but uh, every time I went by their booth they were busy and I couldn't uh, get away from my booth for too much. Uh, the Big Ben pipes were very well received. You'll start seeing them show up at retailers all around you. So there you go. That's the mailbag. Hey, let me also mention some upcoming events, upcoming events that you don't want to miss if you get some time. The NASPC show in Columbus, Ohio. Not only should you be a member of the NASPC, but you should also, if you can get to the show, it is Saturday, August 24th at the Crown Plaza Hotel in Dublin, Ohio, just on the north side of Columbus website is naspc.org the 2013 richmond pipe show the 29th annual core exposition and celebration coming up october 11th 12th and 13th at the downtown uh, greater richmond convention center yes you can actually smoke on the show floor they did a great job last year with a friday night event and a saturday night event so you really had no need to go anywhere Lots of room, lots of great vendors, plenty of time to socialize. Plenty of room was probably the best part of that whole Richmond show last year. Uh, And then uh, November 2nd and 3rd at the Palace Station. I'm going back to Vegas for the West Coast Pipe Show, November 2nd and 3rd. Also, I'll try to get you more details on it, but there's a Nashville, uh, I believe they're calling it the Nashville uh, Pipe Makers Sale and Swap event Coming up September 13th, 14th, September 12th, 13th, 14th. I'll uh, try to get you some more information on that. That's going to be a lot of fun. They're going to do uh, Indie Pipe Makers, and there's a great group of Nashville area pipe makers that will be there. And then the next day on that Saturday at Uptown's, uh, Uptown's is holding a whole day long thing, and they've invited me to come along. So can't be all that bad if I'm going to be there. Anyway, I'll be at all these events, so make sure and stop by and say hi to me. All right, rant time coming up next.
1: I'm Mark from Ohio, and I've tried so many tobaccos, but I just still can't find something that is just magical, a tobacco that I can fall in love with. I mean, I've tried reading reviews online and participating in forum discussions only to get burned. When I was about to give up, I discovered this amazing matching system for finding my perfect blend at Sutlifttobacco.com. That's how I found my perfect blend, and I just loved it.
2: Finding the right tobacco doesn't have to be hard. There are lots of tobaccos waiting for you to fall in love with them. Finding that special tobacco shouldn't be left up to chance. Experience the magic of compatibility with our patented perfect match system. Try it at SutliffTobacco.com. Go to SutliffTobacco.com right now and find your perfect blend.
0: facebook gone over the edge has facebook gone over the edge i don't think it's so much facebook but i think ups yes what can brown do for you ups the shipping company we use them here at work they sent me a personal email inviting me to like them on facebook why would i want to like ups shipping on facebook why would I want to watch, you know, what are they going to tell me? Oh, look at how many boxes we picked up today from this place or that place. No, I mean, come on, let's let's talk about this. Is this something that we really like or really enjoy? No, for me, it's a necessary evil. It's part of the job. I'm kind of thinking of what, what if your local water or sewer company wanted you to like them on Facebook? What are they going to do? Count how many flushes per hour you had and post that on Facebook? I mean, uh, seriously, do we have to have that much noise on Facebook where UPS Shipping wants me to follow them on Facebook? What are they? Are they going to offer special Facebook deals or special contests where I can get a pair of brown shorts? I don't know. I have no idea why I would want to follow UPS on Facebook. And I'm probably pretty sure that there's somebody out there that said, you know what we need to do? We really need to have a Facebook page at UPS because we need to get into social media. Well, no. What you need to do is you need to come here, pick up the packages when I ask you to, drive them to the place where I've asked you to take them to and deliver them there. That's what you need to do. I don't need to like you on Facebook. I like you by paying your bill. If you don't pay your bill, I'm not. Uh, if you don't do what I want you to do, I'm not going to like you. I'm not going to pay my bill. I'm going to switch to somebody else. But do uh, what other companies are out there that we don't need to see on Facebook? The sewer company... Uh, I can uh, think of, uh, you know, like uh, hygiene, personal hygiene products. Do you really want to see that stuff being liked on Facebook? How many guys out there are going to admit that they like Depends on Facebook? None of us. How many are going to admit that we like Rogaine on Facebook? None of us. So anyway, has Facebook gone crazy? Has it turned into uh, graffiti on the wall? Whatever splatters is brightest... I'm not going to like UPS Shipping on Facebook. I'm not going to like my electric company on Facebook. I'm just going to like my friends, like my hobbies, and like the uh, Pipes Magazine radio show and all you listeners. So remember, we're uh, back at 8 p.m. Eastern Time live every Thursday, brand new episodes. Make sure and, uh, hey, like me on Facebook. Like the Pipes Magazine radio show on Facebook. Follow me on Facebook. Please leave those ratings and reviews for us on iTunes. That does really help the show. Share the show with your friends. Share the show with your neighbors. Got somebody that uh, doesn't like pipes and doesn't know anything about pipe smoking? Share the show with them. We'll convert them over to the dark side. So with that, I'll say thank you for tuning in. Thank you to Sutliff Tobacco Company. And until next time.
3: in the
0: beginning no it really is the end